Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to figure out how to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy St. James. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. We dive right back into the questions and answers, both from Reddit and some sent to us on our Facebook page. Are you on our Facebook page? You should be on our Facebook page, D&D 420 Guild. Come check it out. We're a pretty cool group, if I do say so myself. And guess what? I do. Oh my God, we got more questions. So many more questions, Jim. Jim, so people people know that you're the grand tormentor. More questions. Which more questions. anytime I have more to questions. email you, I die a little bit on the inside because I have to write that down. Um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good email. That's the what I'm saying. Um, so so good, in fact, that um, this Reddit user who just happened to go on to the subreddit of DND to ask a question, they asked the, I mean, they went through the wrong place, basically, if you think about it, because they should come here and ask you. Um, yeah, this comes from user Ad International eighty six fifty, which I really hope eighty six fifty is not the last four digits of his social, because that's like a huge um, internet faux pas. <laughs> That's the last four digits of his phone number. That's probably not good either, <laughs> if you think about it. So now I have to change my credit card pin. Okay, here we go. He says, okay, I have a scenario where a grappling monk makes another grapple check to restrain a creature and succeeds. Then the monk is subjected to an area of effect effect. Well, so he put AOE effect, but it's area of effect effect. <laughs> AOE yeah. effect. Um, that asks uh, for him to do a deck saving throw. Would he still do with... Oh, sorry. So would he still do so with disadvantage even though he's technically no longer grappling, but more of a pinning action? It's so... this uh. it's, it's complicated. Like, I feel like there's, there's uh. almost too much going on. Well, there's something he didn't say that he's utilizing a feat... Because to do the action that he's talking about, you need to have the improved grapple feet. At least I believe that's what it's called. I don't know. I don't use it. I don't know that it's a very good feat. Sure. Um, because, and yeah, for well, that's, well, that's not, we're not here to talk about whether it's good or bad. Um, it's, it's fine. Um, so no, you do have to make that a disadvantage because it states clearly, um, that you are restrained and that's something you kind of sacrifice in order to restrain your opponent. So you're like using yourself as shackles, if you will, um, to do this. So you're kind of, but, and so you do it with one arm. It's, it's really like, it's kind of a messy situation. Um, but it's very simple and people don't I think because previous editions were so muddy and had so many things going on for grapple um, that people don't see grapple the same way and I think that it's uh, people think it's going to be more complex than what it is sometimes when you're grappling um, that's all that it means is you've all that it means you've stopped their movement and you get to control their movement they cannot move and if you move you have to move at half your movement and they move with you but what he's done is he's taken improved grapple and he gets to succeed on another grapple check as one of his um, attacks and then consider both himself and his opponent 
restrained. Now, the restrained um, condition is what we've achieved here for both characters. You have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Not only that, but disadvantage on attack rolls. Attack rolls made against someone who is restrained have advantage. And both characters' speed is zero, and they cannot benefit from any bonuses to their movement. So, yeah, unfortunately, no matter how it looks in your mind, um, you are also restrained. Now, that being said, Eric, that being said, okay, that that being said... <clears throat> I'm listening. I'm here. You can here. use items. I've I've gone such nowhere. as a net to do to accomplish the same thing, which is why. Anyway, or shackles. So if you, um, I have shackles in my game, and the way that they work is they basically remove that restrained um, condition from the person who's putting them on. So you grapple someone. Then you get a successful grapple with your shackles and you shackle that player and they are now um, now what you're talking about. You can get dexterity back. You don't have to make that at a disadvantage and you can go back to just grappling that person. So now you're back to a grapple once and your opponent is restrained now that you've put in the put those shackles on them that's just something i've done as a dm and it just makes sense i think the so to me the funny thing is like let's say this was like a real life session and we're playing this right now and you know it's me and you and you're you're playing dm and i'm like you're like all right so you're you, you know you're you're doing a grapple check all right give me a grapple check against the restrained creature all right, so it succeeds. All right, good. All right, well, then so-and-so comes in, and an AOE happens. Oh, shit, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know if you have to roll for a disadvantage or not. You know what? Let's just call the game here, and then we'll come back next week and figure it out. Like, that would be such the worst. That would be literally the worst, um, like, hook. <laughs> like, what, what do you, we are literally in the middle of combat right now, and you're just going to fucking call it? Like, There's your... Ugh, There's your cliffhanger. No, please don't do that. Those oh, are terrible no. cliffhangers. No. Don't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not what has happened. I think what had happened was his DM probably made him make that roll that disadvantage, and he was unhappy about it. So he went online. If it and was asked right or not, I feel justified. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, more. Than <laughs> yeah, because he's still mad because he got fireballed to death. Which is typically what happens. Um, <laughs> Jim, I don't know if you know this, but we also get questions from our Facebook group. Did you know we had a Facebook group? I do know that well, we have a Facebook group. Let me ask you the dumbest group. question in the world. Do you know what the link to the Facebook group is? I no? don't. That's so funny. <laughs> Let me go there because I don't know. it. I know it's uh, Facebook slash d and Is it underscore? Or no, it's D&D 420 Guild. That's right. Facebook.com slash D and D four twenty guild. And guess what? We are are you alright? That's it. it. Okay. We are That's always it. looking for um uh, newcomers to come join the guild. Um we have we're yes. not um there's no you don't you don't have to ask any questions or and pass a test no. or anything you like don't that. Have just to be don't like, be an asshole. You could even be a robot. Yeah, just don't be I an don't asshole. Care. That's pretty much 
That's pretty Don't be much an asshole. Brutal. Be cool. Be chill, man. Like you come if you come to our Discord server, you know, just be chill. If you come to our be Facebook chill. group, yeah, just be chill. So we just, we we recently. So I just wanted to inform because we got a page, um, the D and D four twenty business page on Facebook where we have hundreds and hundreds of fans, um, but we are now doing the group setting. So that's a lot. I, I really like the group because now the community can be involved. And it's not just like we're spitting information at you. You actually get a chance to participate with us now and interact with us and I can tell you because I'm a stoner I didn't even realize you can make a group I made the page you know what two years ago or whatever a year and a half ago on accident I made it a long time ago and I had no idea that you could just make a group and Mike made a group for us Uh, he actually made a little while ago and I didn't even really know about it but yeah so we're inviting everyone to come over and join us on the group and I'm going to get rid of that old archaic business page that Ugh, I don't like business and D and D four twenty. I feel it like makes, we should we should sense. take another moment and just say like Mike is literally the backbone of D and D four twenty. Like it would not exist without Mike and this and this and the he's space the pe- that is. He's the, pe- the yeah. pelvis, the pelvis yeah. and the backbone. Yeah, like he's he's, he's the, the driving, driving force. force. He's the he's the sole specter of D and D four twenty. I am but a shard that powers a vast machine. And a big portion of that machine I am is Mike. literally just on the sidelines, like writing a blog about what's happening to the machine. Yeah. He throws darts at the machine to yeah. try to get it to move. And it's amazing. So, okay. Oh, next right. question. This is what we're doing. Next okay. Question. So again, Let's get- Facebook group. Come yeah, check yeah, us out. Yeah. It's great. Um, I run a sandbox game for four players, but they always get caught up debating about a bunch of nothing or spending lots of time role-playing in town. How do I get the players moving? I don't know about you. I feel threatened right now. I feel like I've, I've been threatened. I'm not allowed to just role-play in a town. I have to keep I have to the story forward. You know what's funny? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I believe this guy's name oh, is Eric. That's Eric. Not, that can't be. That's my name. <laughs> yes, it that's is. My His name, name is Eric. I know. True. I've interacted no, with Eric. True. Yeah. Cool guy. Well, he's definitely yeah, okay. Not let's, okay, that's, yeah. that's bullshit. <laughs> I know this question. I saw it in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, sandbox. Okay, this this opens up a, a couple of little cans here because we got a sandbox game, which is very different than your typical um, plot driven game. It tends to be more character driven, um, and a lot a lot of things can happen. You are allowing them to make choices, man. You can't take away their identity. You got to let them do what they're going to do. Um, that that being said, you also want to provide challenges, right? That's why we're playing D and D, Eric? Would you agree? This Eric, this we have all these Eric numbers. Yes, this Eric would agree. We have all these numbers on the sheet, like strength. I and, need to use and these like numbers. dexterity. Like we spend all this time putting these numbers on a paper, and there are a lot of parties who just pretend like their character sheet doesn't exist and role play for hours on end. I'm not going to mention anybody, Tommy, but um, we all know. But no, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to just role play. And sometimes as DMs, we can get a little 
like, oh, well, they, they won't move on. I really, uh, I mean, I got all this cool shit. I made this dragon and it's like so this I do cool want, home So I just want to like, stop and say one thing because <laughs> this is the thing. Anybody, anytime anybody asks me about playing D&D with Tommy, this is the thing I always remember is I don't know what game we were playing, but I was giving him shit about his character. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, you're not all big and bad. Like, what the fuck can you do? Like, what can you, what, you know, you can spell cast. What can you spell cast at? And his response was, roll for initiative, motherfucker. I'll show you what I can spell cast at. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk over here then. Cause I, I'm not, I don't want to do this now. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just roll for initiative. Motherfucker. I'll show you how this works. Like, next thing you know, your character is a puppet and it's Tommy's yeah. second character. You might yep. as well just give up. No, so you do want to move your game forward, though, as a GM, and you want to entice the players to do things that lead to challenges. Um, hopefully, if you've created a sandbox game, you've thought about those challenges that aren't just the ones that you want to do, but the ones the players might want to do. So in between sessions, if they've tended to linger in a spot or they they show that they like a particular NPC or location and and an inn or a tavern or a uh, um, you know whatever the case may be whatever it is that you're getting stuck on or where they're role playing a lot make events happen there that require skill checks or maybe there is a bar fight or maybe there is um, a bad guy here something bad does happen um, because because they've lingered long enough and you can always you kind of kickstart the game that way and make little things that that keep the characters engaged and keep them earning experience. Um, otherwise, you can't give experience if they don't do anything. Um, I mean, you can, especially if we're playing Milestone. But then if we get Milestone, it tends to be worse because... Like there's good things and bad things. I, I'm a milestone DM, but if you're not handing out experience at the end of the session, they might even feel like, well, what difference does it make? He's just going to level us up in a few sessions anyway. We can linger about town. We can spend nights at the brothel, whatever. Man, I just um, never. And again, like I understand, like the the whole idea of this is I'm trying to learn to be better, to be a better, a, you know, a better game master. And I just never. I don't know if it's just me, but like, but God, this is gonna be this is gonna ruffle a lot of feathers. I just experience doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I just I get like leveling up is fun and like finding new skills and new and new feats and new stats and all that stuff's interesting. But it's never changed the way that I've played a character. Like the further I've leveled up, do you know what I mean? Like that. It's well, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Part of I think part of the reason that you may feel that way is because you have played in mostly a milestone mm, feeling okay. game. Not that, not that my game when you first joined in was milestone where the games you've been a part of were necessarily milestone experience, but I gave experience that would level you at the pace that I wanted you to level. Uh, true. So, um, and I know it felt very contrived at times and sometimes all of a sudden you get 2000 experience points, but, um, then I learned about milestone leveling and, um, you know, in the past 10 years, that's not all I've done, but mostly what I've done. And so that, that can lead to 
a feeling of it doesn't matter what I do. But anyway, that's I digress. Sure. That's beside the point. Things that you can do are create little things that are related to a storyline to happen in front of the characters wherever they may be. If you've got bad guys, if you're playing, especially if you're playing a city game, I know a lot of people are like, well, if they're in a cave or a dungeon where the story is, what difference does it make? Why even let them get that far? But like some games, like the recent game I did took place in a city the entire time. And it could go off on wild tangents anytime. So take those triggered events that you have and move them. Right. There's no reason that if just because you said, okay, this character is at this alehouse or is at this river crossing or is at this hut or this home, there's no reason they can't be in a different one. And then you just tweak your story a little bit um, or just move the location of the the story all together to suit basically all your characters have done and players have done is chosen a different location for your See, this reminds me of the the um god the debate that always comes up which is the fork in the road debate where it's like you come to a fork in the road oh if you yeah go left yeah. there'll be a troll if you go right there's no danger and then you know from a dm standpoint regardless of what path you take you're always going to run into the troll right Right, that troll and yeah part of me believes that and that's just the way that the game is being played because again we have a story we're trying to tell and we're trying to keep the story on pace but the other part of me is also what has happened before you know so if i had this encounter of this troll um written for two sessions now we still haven't gotten to it but they also spent a shitload of time like negotiating pricing and trying to outfit their group correctly and getting and you know getting ready for um a conflict then yes i want them to go to the troll because that shows them that they made all the right decisions of that we just spent this last session you know detailing and it's like well shit it's a good idea you bought that armor because now he can't pierce it or before he could have so now this troll is just a little bit different or it could be the opposite where it's like you guys just got your ass kicked or you just got you know robbed so you guys don't have fucking nothing doesn't matter what path you take there's not going to be any danger because you just fucking got ripped you know what i mean yeah see the thing is you can totally change the way that feels that whole fork in the road by doing one simple thing um and that is you know describe the terrain each way and then have eat have the encounter to the troll be one way and the encounter for a group of bugbears be the other way and which is related to that you know, choice somehow, whether it be by terrain or by player or character knowledge, whatever, like how oh, we know if we go this way, if we go to a canyon where the bugbears live. We know if we go this way, we're definitely going to fight a troll. Which way do we go? And then make it come to pass. And you can just take the other one out and just place it somewhere else later. They can fight a troll later. Like you said, on different terms. Look, if they fought the troll here at this fork in the road, it would have felt like a mini right. boss. It would have been a really tough wandering encounter. Um, really tough. But if they fight it later and they're two levels higher, now the troll is a bump in the road and a resource management. Um, either way, you got to you got to have the troll fight. And all you got to do is subtly change the map or subtly change things or even double down right. on monsters. Yeah. Why, why, why? If you're if you're powerful enough later, if they've got resistance to to the troll venom or what have you, 
why not just put two trolls next time? And then it will be a much more difficult fight. So, and, and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with changing those things that you've written. Let them evolve. Let the players help you tell the story. You let the dice help you tell the story. Let the players help you as well. But just go with the flow. You know, like Bruce Lee said, uh, be the reed in the river. It's always swaying back and forth, but never breaking. Be the water. Go with the flow. Follow the river. Let it go, man. Just wow, that's I don't know, I, somewhere we I lost say Bruce. That, I mean, I've known you for a long time, Jim. Um, I feel like we've connected on a very spiritual level um, throughout our lives together, and not once did I ever think you would quote Bruce Lee on a podcast about D and D. But here we are. This is history. Uh, history in the in the making. Well, it started off right. as a Bruce Lee quote, and it turned, turned into something, something else. else All right. Stoner thoughts with the Grand go. Tormentor. A, you know what, Jim? That's a great idea. It's a great idea. All right. This next question comes from Reddit user Deku Gong. Deku Gun? Deku Gun? Deku Gun? I think it's Deku Gong because Deku is like a Zelda thing. So Deku Gong. Um yeah, there you go. Uh, this is uh, pertaining yeah, okay. fifth edition. So I want not to be a murder hobo, which full stop hashtag. I'm going to copyright murder hobo. That's amazing. Um, but often my attempts to take NBCs alive don't end well or hit some kind of dead end. I either try to... C- uh, some convoluted plan that falls apart and it's just easier to murder everyone at that point or I go <laughs> right, or I go to great lengths to capture someone alive and completely blank on what questions to ask them resulting in me just defining uh, defaulting to murder next time because it's faster my character immediately or admittedly isn't built for this but it's getting harder to role play her as a uh, neutral good halfling druid girl with a sense of wonder when I keep going back to the body count I've racked up what uh, what they want to they don't want to be a murder hobo but they are it's easier i mean uh even for even for a, a, a neutral good i mean i feel like that's kind of stretching it don't you uh well you can't be a neutral good murder hobo logistically speaking you're, you're, that G would have curved around and squared off on the backside and turned into an E yeah, real like quick. I feel like just the fact that you feel like it's easier to murder people, that's like straight evil. Like there is no neutral good. If you just feel like, you know what? I feel like the best answer for this situation is just murder, just straight murder. All right. All right. Deku. Deku gone. Deku gone. Deku gone. Deku gone. Um, you're not neutral good. That's that's my answer. I didn't. I don't know if there was a question there, but you are not neutral good. Well, so the uh, question neutral is, good is characters they, they don't want to be a murder hobo. Not murder. They want to be. Um, hold on, let me find it again. They want to be a neutral good halfling druid girl with a sense of wonder, but they keep wanting to kill people. So, is your character um, possessed? 
Sounds possessed. Oh, we've done that before. Is the character possessed? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that I've done. Is there is there some kind of possession rules happening here or what? Because I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, that's not no, neutral really good. Not. That's, that's neutral easy. Evil. I feel like the that's a that the DM should have stepped in at that point and been like, hey man, this isn't fucking no. The answer's no. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're just not playing that alignment. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't like alignment. And because they want to be murder hobos. Not, no, not, okay, hold on. Not everyone who doesn't like alignment wants to be murder hobos. But there are people who don't like alignment because they want to be murder hobos. So they want to play like they're a good guy and kill people when they want to fine I mean if that's how you guys play cool but you are a murder hobo Dekugan and you are playing evil in order to play good um, you gotta play way different yeah <laughs> like easy like I feel like that's just a I don't even know what else yeah, to say like about that's it just a, I just I felt so like when I read this question like uh, it's it's so painfully obvious <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Here, so what you do if you are neutral good is help people. Right. That's what you do. That's what neutral good does. They help people first in spite of the law. Even if the law would hold them back, they strive to do good. But they are not um, unpredictable. They will always try to help people. They want to help others. I basically consider myself neutral good. Uh, sure. People first. Um, and I can tell you that never have I walked into any room. Yeah, you know what? It would have been easier to murder my boss than to deal with the problems sure. that I had at work <laughs> last year. It would have been easier. I get you, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I get you. But I didn't because I'm not neutral evil. So you, I find a way to deal with that. That's how I do it, and I'm sure your character can find a way as well. Um, it takes, and I, if you're like, if you want to, you yeah, you can't have. Yeah, your that's cake exactly and eat it what. That, yeah, that's what it is. Like it's, you're trying to play a neutral good. You're, you rip, you wrote down a neutral good character, mm -hmm. but you're playing them. I, would it even be neutral? Uh, yeah, I guess it would be neutral evil. Yeah, that yep, sounds that neutral, sounds neutral evil. Yeah. evil to me. It's just easier to kill people. I'm not sadistic. I just think yeah, it's easier to kill. Yeah, that's neutral. That's not neutral good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's just so. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's it's it. I guess I think that uh, I have to go back and look, but I feel like the first comment was like, "Oh well, um, you know." killing people it, it depends on who's in your group and how they react to you killing someone to get to an answer to a problem or some dumb bullshit like that i'm like no yeah if you're neutral evil yeah that's, exactly that's yeah. the case does oh man i didn't even it just came up on me without even thinking but fuck man this is this is the last question i'm super oh i mean it comes from the facebook group so i know that's did you are you are you on our Facebook group? Okay, mm -hmm. I am. 
I am now. Okay, I was worried about it. I, I was worried about yeah. it. I might, I might have seen these be. questions. I don't uh, know. But let me, this is actually. Let me, let me, I feel let me like see. this is a question we've kind of answered in the past. Um, but okay. Uh, okay, it's very straightforward. Um, what needs to be in session zero? Session yeah. zero. Um, okay, so there's two ways, or maybe even three or three or fifty. I don't know shit. But there's a couple of major ways that you do a session zero. Um, you know, the old school way that I used to do back in the day when I played with my buddies in the garage as a teenager was we sit around and get drunk, smoke some pot and talk about our characters and how they might know each other. And the DM talks about the world that they've created or the module that we're going to run and things that the characters might know. And we all just kind of hang out as a group while doing a primer for the game. That's all that needs to be there is characters and an understanding of what we're all going to accomplish together as buddies. Uh, that's easy. You know, we play D and D together all the time. Eric, you know exactly what I do. It's very true. You came back because of what I do and how we did it when we had a group together. We are always kind of seeking to recreate the things that we've done in the past because it was so much fun. But if you're playing with new players or if you're playing with um, with a group that you're not as familiar with or you've only played with once or maybe somebody else is the DM and there's a new DM um, and you want to do things a little different or if you plan on shaking things up with your group, it's good to talk about that stuff in Session Zero. Session Zero can be as much as a social contract among the group. Um meaning we're all adults here. Uh, Well, at least most of our listeners, I think, are. Uh, I hope, I guess, I should say that. I guess I should say that. I would say we're fine. If you're fine with the word fuck, then it's fine. We're fine. I'm fine. It's fine. If you're fine from getting, if you're fine getting advice from a stoner, then it's fine. So a social contract among adults that says I'm going to spend X amount of hours a week playing D&D with you people and I'm making a commitment to you. That's what we're really saying when we say, hey, Sunday night from 6 to 10, D&D. We've we've just made a social contract by saying, yeah, man, I'll be there every week until the game ends. And there are further things. You know, some people get turned off by certain types of violence. Um... Some people want there to be drugs in the game. Some people don't want to deal with that stuff. Some people don't want to deal with real life issues. You know, if I got to deal with it in the real world, like politics and murder and rape and all that stuff, I don't want to have to deal with it in the game. So that's a chance for those players to get it to voice their opinion and say what they want out of the game or don't want. You can talk about what level the game might start or what module you're going to play. Maybe it's maybe you've got a couple of modules or you've got a couple of ideas for games. Maybe you can all talk about it. Um, maybe a difficulty level like is this going to be the type of game where there are going to be homebrew rules? Let's go over those and agree to those before we start because there's nothing like having a DM spring his homebrew on you mid-combat when you're trying to use an ability and then he just nerfs it with his homebrew rule not intentionally trying to nerf your your move but it sure feels that way if we didn't talk about it ahead of yeah, time yeah it feels like it's out of the blue if i know 
Yeah. If I know that I don't heal back all my hit points over a long rest, I prepare my, I go through my day differently, you know, and I prepare my spells differently, perhaps. Um, you know, I'm old school. That's one of my homebrew rules. You don't get all your health back overnight. You get one free hit die and all your hit dice that you used the previous day back. Um, that's it. So I can put my characters into dire straits over time. And if I sprang that on you as a player on the first night, first day we had a really bad day of combat and we're settling down, hunkering in for the nights. And I say you wake up in the morning and they're going to erase their hit points. I'm going, hey, what are you doing? No, you get one free hit die. They'd, they'd shit. Right. <laughs> so discuss those things in session zero. Preferences. Um, you might even want to talk about, are we going to have food? Whatever keeps the, you, the whole idea of a session zero is coming together as a group and moving forward with confidence in the game that we're going to play together. Session zero, you can really accomplish that. And you're right. We have talked about this in great te detail in the past. I think we did a whole freaking episode based on a session zero, uh, didn't we? Yeah, but I mean, we can, you know, spark notes. We can do a spark notes version of it. I think that's beneficial for everybody that, that's what i think yeah i think that's what it's good it's good yeah hey jim yeah 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 hey jim yeah so it's good there's 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 more yeah yeah it's good it's good thanks for listening to this episode of the D D 420 podcast for everything D D 420 related check out dnd420.com if you'd like to reach out to us you can find us there on the website and on youtube at D D 420 Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D &D 420. We will see you next week.